What's up, everybody? This is Soccer Chat, your weekly coaching podcast. We've got some great friends who allow us to put this show out for you for free every single week wherever you get your podcast from. Like our good friends over at Dukes and Brand FC. For coaches, by coaches, this is Soccer Chat. your coaching every single day live. Go ahead on DukesandBrand.com. Use the promo code Soccer Chat. There's been no bigger show for Soccer Chat than all Dukes and Brand FC members. Got their welcome boxes, Nick. I mean, did you see the video that, that that I did? I mean, it was better than any video that I could have ever come up with. So, yes, I did. Okay. So, I mean, check out the video. I think everybody may have gotten something different. I think, if I remember correctly, I believe if you remember, like, whatever it is that your favorite product is, is like, what you get in the members box. Because I think I saw somebody who got, like, a bunch of the minis. Um, I know somebody else had gotten, like, an XL. Um, so, I, I think it's kind of it kind of goes off that. But, uh, like I said in the video... It is totally worth it being a member of Dutick Brand FC. Go check them out at dutickbrand.com. Shout out to our guys, Zach and everyone over at Bounce Athletics for the greatest goals. And you've got some fantastic training bibs, some fantastic training balls, fantastic match balls. Go over to bounceathletics.com and dynamogold.com and let them know that the Soccer Chat guy sent you. Use the promo code Soccer Chat and get yourself $50 off your first purchase. Big shout outs to everybody over at Torex, T O R R X.com. It's the world's greatest ball pump. If you've bought one, if you've not yet given them a five star rating on Amazon, go do so now. What are you waiting for? He's Nick. I'm Sean. Nick, how? I mean, obviously, we said last week was crazy, and we've talked about that before, but it's you know not too often that we have crazy weeks. We are in week number two of the coronavirus pandemic. And, uh, What's this week been like for you? Honestly, like, I think my favorite thing about this week is that the fact that everyone seems to be coming together with this. Like, I, I can't speak for the government. I can't speak for all the higher ups. But I, as a soccer community, I really feel that this has been something that has brought us all together in a way that I would have never have predicted when it all began. Yeah, there's a lot more Nick Rizzo fans now, I've noticed. There's a lot more everyone fans. I mean, you, I, I, I don't even know what your Twitter follower account has gone up since this all happened because the amount of 30-minute phone calls that you've had over the last two weeks has got to be absolutely off the charts. It's been, uh, it's, it's been really fun. Um, I, uh, I, I put out on Twitter, and it's still going. I'm, I, I've kind of told myself, I'm, as long as we're in this pandemic, I'm going to do these calls. Um, and, uh, we've got a really cool one, uh, that I did with Ian Barker. I actually got to record his, this is the only one that I've recorded so far. Um, and it kind of made me think, cause he brought it to comedy. He goes, you know, how many, he's like, you don't know that you may be doing a call with someone who just moved to the area. They don't have any friends other than their team that they coach, or maybe the parents of the team. And they don't have anybody to talk to during this pandemic. Cause they're stuck at home. Um, he's like, so now you've given somebody, uh, a, someone to, to be a soundboard and, and just to talk with and then also talk soccer stuff. And I just thought that that was um, super cool of him to say, like, Hey, I, 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 I was having a call with someone, you know, I just looked at my phone cause I know go notification. And it was like direct message from Ian Barker. And I was like, what the hell? <laughs> like, what does Ian Barker send me a direct? I, oh crap. Did I do something wrong? Uh, and he was <laughs> you like, United soccer coaches, like on your, on your tail for whatever you did. <laughs> yeah. I was like, oh crap. And so I just opened up and he was like, Hey man, I want to hop on one of the calls. And I was like, oh, oh, okay. He's like, yeah, like the one-on-one call. He's like, I want to hop on with you and talk soccer. And I was like, oh, 
I don't know how much soccer I'm going to talk with you, but you know, like I'll, I'll, I'll ask a bunch of questions. Um, but it's been, man, it's just, been, it's been so cool. And the responses from people and, um, I, I it's, I don't know. I, I got to, uh, um, I don't know. It's kind of weird. Like seeing, um, like people talk about like how, like maybe there's something that I said in our conversation that they remember and they've like written it down and taken it with them. And like, that's what they're doing going forward or like all the love that people are showing on, uh, on soccer chat, uh, last night, just kind of, uh, I don't know, kind of, I don't know. I just, I, I don't think, I just think of it as like checking in on people. I don't think of it as like a, uh, an educational experience, I guess. Um, plus my family's out of town. They're in a whole different state and took the dog with them. So I have no one to talk to. Uh, so it's been, uh, it's been, it's been kind of awesome for me to have, uh, have people to chat with. No. And, and I think that's the coolest thing about this whole experience is like, there are absolutely two ways that you can approach this. You can, sit and look at yourself and feel sorry for what you are going through personally, or you can try to use this as an opportunity to become the best version of yourself. And that's what we keep talking to our players about is like, how can you use this as an opportunity if, to become a better version of yourself? Because everyone, like there is absolutely people that are going through worse things than all of us right now. Oh yeah. Like, people are losing family members. People are like, I can't even imagine what they're going through. Like, for all of, all the rest of us that are just trying to make sure we don't infect other people, like let's use this as an opportunity to become better versions of who we are, because that's that's all we can do is in this in this world right now. Absolutely, it's been uh, you know I, I think I said on one of our calls we did, um, and you know like I, I everybody knows like I'm a big basketball guy, football guy, and I follow a lot of coaches from other sports, and I have not seen any sport of coaches doing what the soccer community is doing right now of no. these webinars and, and seminars and, and Skype calls and voice, uh, stuff like that. I've not seen anything like that. Um, and it, it, I, I don't know, maybe we, somebody has got to let the other sport coaches know like, Hey, like everyone's in a downtime, use this to get better. Uh, use this to, you know, kind of, kind of open up your, your mind on, on some things. And it's just been, it's, uh, I was telling somebody the other day, like the the response of the soccer coaches community right now has just been incredible, um, and there's there's nothing like it. And like you said, I, I I echo with you. I hope that this is the start of of something new. Uh, I hope that when this is all over with, like this doesn't end. Like we're still, uh, you know, having all these calls with people. We're still having lots of people helping each other uh, on uh, on the internet, and maybe it's something that uh, unfortunately it took something like this to kind of bring us all together. Yeah. And, and like, and that's the thing. I mean, you, you don't know what tomorrow is like, what tomorrow is going to bring. And I really think if we can use this in and really bring ourselves together, I mean, I, I, have done my best to try to like reach out to friends and coaches that I don't talk to all the time and be like, all right, let's have a conversation. Like, like one of our good friends, Bianca, like we haven't talked since she, like I sent her a text when she had her new baby, but I, hadn't talked to her since then. So tonight I use it as an opportunity, like let's talk and catch up. And like, I, cause she's an incredible person has been a huge part of my life, but you know what? I hadn't talked to her in a month. Like how's life been? And that's why I hope people are using this as an opportunity to be like, you know what? Find your friends and make sure you're doing the best job being the best person you can be for them. That was me and uh, the most handsome man in college soccer, John Friedel. I cannot remember for the life of me. The last time I talked to him, and I know that the last time I had heard from him, he was about to have a second child. He had incredibly luscious long hair. 
and he was even more handsome than he's ever been. And we, uh, he, he, he got on a, a coach's call yesterday. We ended up talking for like almost two hours. Didn't talk anything soccer related, just like caught up. And then he was like, well, we got to talk soccer. So let's do that tomorrow. So we had a call today and, uh, we got to catch up on soccer things. And he, I just, it, I always knew like how smart he was when it came to coaching. And I don't, I don't think he gets enough credit for what he does and how successful he's been everywhere that he's been at. Um, but it was just like, so like you said, like just, I, I kind of told him when we got the call, I was like, man, I was like, we don't need to go that long without talking anymore. Like, and you know, and he'll kind of joke. He's like, you know, he's not a social media guy. He's like, so, you know, I can't even tell you the last time I posted something. And, uh, we realized tonight that his Twitter account, his, uh, profile picture is still a picture of him from two teams ago. And his, uh, his banner is from the previous school he was at. Um, so we're, we're like, okay, we, we gotta get that updated for you. But, uh, yeah, it, it's take the, we, we, we've all got time now. And I think, uh, our good friend Shandonino had a good, good comment, uh, today when she made the comment of, you know, with all this time that we have as coaches, it's allowing coaches to do great things. And, uh, I think everybody reaching out to each other and, and connecting is, uh, is one of those great things. Yeah. No, and Shan again is a really good coach and a really good person. So I, I think we could we could all take a few quotes that she has and a few things that she's done because she she's absolutely done an incredible job. But no, it's cool because I mean, again, we like you can use this as an opportunity to feel bad for your situation, or you can use this as an opportunity to like better yourself in every way that you possibly can. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Uh, so Nick, we got about five minutes before we had this interview that we're going to put up. Uh, it was one of our coaches calls and I think we should end on it just cause it was so good. Um, so you've got five minutes, whatever you want to do, go. Okay. So one thing <laughs> I swear, Sean did not put me up to this. I, one of the things I'm most excited about for this week is, uh, if, if anyone's been following Sean along, he he's opened himself up to be a person to bounce ideas. He's scratching his head and putting his head down right now. If you can't see his face. Um, to have coaching conversations with anyone that will reach out to him. And this actually caught wind of the United Soccer Coaches. And so tomorrow or sometime in the next week, Sean will actually be on the United Soccer Coaches podcast for his great idea of just, you know, like being a person that anyone can talk to and talk coaching, talk soccer, talk life for 30 minutes at a time. And I like talk a little bit about that. What was your interview like? What was the thought process like leading up to that interview? Uh, there, <laughs> there really is no thought process leading up to it. They uh, they were just like, hey, like we, we saw this. So we want to talk about it. And I was like, OK, like, yeah, you know, cool. And uh, shout out to our boy uh, Mike from United Soccer Coaches who had reached out. Um, and the next thing I know, I got an email from the legend, Dean Linky. That was like, coach, we got to talk. Here's my, here's my number. Give me a call. Um, and so I, I called, uh, we, we recorded on Monday and I don't know. I like, <laughs> just even, like just thinking about it, like kind of makes me giggle a little bit. Um, I'm like, I don't know stuff like the coaches call and some other stuff that I do. Like, I just, I don't think about it. I just do it. Um, and um, it's kind of fitting um, with actually uh, Wednesday being the um, four year anniversary passing of my grandfather, um, who was a person who just died. I don't know if I've ever met someone that he's never helped out before. 
Um, and some people who I don't even know, they recognize my last name. They asked me if I knew him or if I know him. I was like, yeah, you know, he's my grandfather. And they have some story how he did something for them. And uh, I think that um, he's a big part of, of me. And, and I just feel like this is something to kind of continue what he's doing. Um, but I went away from the interview um, really kind of like, I don't know, like smiling from ear to ear because for whatever reason, for like 25, 30 minutes, Dean Linky just put me over like insanely. And I'm like, well, I, I just kept wanting to stop him and be like, dude, like, don't say that. Like, I, 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 I you're, you're doing way too much, uh, too much, uh, good on me. But, um, it was just, I don't know. It was cool to kind of, um, explain the reasoning behind it. Um, they obviously wanted to talk about, uh, starting up at Brescia, uh, and how I couldn't have picked a better time to start, uh, that job, uh, with everything that's going on. And, um, you know, it just was, um, we got off the phone and Dean said something to me that, uh, really kind of stuck with me. He said, you know, uh, he, he said, there's something about when people talk, um, that makes my mouth hurt. He said, because I'm smiling from ear to ear. And he was like, brother, he's like, I haven't stopped smiling from the moment you called. And I was just like, damn, Dean Linky just said that. And, uh, just, you know, we, we chatted a little bit after the phone call and, um, he's just such a good dude. I've never really gotten the opportunity. Like we, we, I mean, we've talked in passing, um, at convention a few times and, and never really had like a good conversation, but, um, you know, that guy just, um, man, uh, just really kind of opened up uh, a little bit and, and I got to open up to him and it was just to, good to get to know the guy. Um, and so like now like I can, I still like, I'm going to call him the legend, but it's kind of like, like. Oh, that's just, that's Dean. Um, although he, he'll probably hear us about, I'm not just Dean to you. I'll be like, oh, sorry, you're the legend. Yeah, um, you're, you're, <laughs> yeah but I just, I don't know. Um, it, 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 you know, it's, it's, it's always awkward for me being on the other side of this, I guess. Um, I always feel more comfortable being the one who's, who's asking the questions. I'm not really, uh, uh, although my wife would say otherwise, I'm not really the one who likes being on the other side. And so it was just kind of, I tried to prep myself for like questions that they might ask and not one question I thought they would ask. <laughs> he asked. Um, so I, I tried my best. Um, you know, everybody will be hearing it on Thursday as the same day that this comes out. And uh, I think there's comes out on Thursday. Is your Thursday or Friday? I think it was, I think it's Thursday. Cause I feel like theirs comes out the same day as our, ours does. Um, so hopefully everybody checks it out. Um, and to, you know, the, the coaches calls, like I said, it, it's, it's been as impactful, actually probably more impactful on me, uh, than it has those I've, I've called with. I mean, to hear people's stories, um, and, and to, to just be someone that, uh, can, can talk with, with people at this moment in time and, you know, and, and to, for, and to me, I, I've had more conversations with people that, that I don't know than people that I do know. And that's been the coolest part. Like, I really thought it would just be like my friends, Hey, let me sign up for a time and let's talk for an hour. Um, and, but it's been people I, I don't, I've just met this time and, and just gotten to know them. And, and obviously, you know, we exchange phone numbers and, and I'm keeping in contact with everybody. And, um, you know, there's been a couple of people who like at the end, they were like, can you talk to our whole staff? And I was like, I, yeah, if you want me to, I guess. And so, you know, I've done some staff calls and, uh, you know, still waiting for, uh, for Monmouth to sign up. Uh, for a chat, I feel like I will tell them to do more things than just tweet the rock every week. But um, who, who who knows on that end? But yeah, it was uh, it was cool. I mean, you were I saw you were on a podcast too. 
this week. Yeah. What was no, it? Was I, a D3 or is D3 something? I could I didn't see the name of it. It was um it, it was a, a guy who actually I it, it's a really funny story. So he's Yeah, so here poor, you are, here you are just put me over about being on a podcast acting like you weren't on one this week too, my guy. I it wasn't the United Soccer Coaches one. I mean like I mean you're 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 going up there but no, it's actually a pretty funny story. It's a, it's a old friend of mine named Jim Nappersack and like it, it's a really cool story. Our friendship is actually kind of a cool story. Name. That's Napper, a great yeah. name. Follow him. Quality name. Um, but it was funny because so our friendship is is kind of a cool story because he's a Loris grad and I was a senior when he was a freshman. And I had to, he's a computer science major. He's unbelievable with like anything. Like he puts out insane graphics. Like you and him would get along really well because he loves the graphic side. He loves the social media side he's of everything. Pretty, he's probably like a lot better than me at it. Oh, I don't know. Like, I mean, like, but Jim's, Jim's the man, like he, he's phenomenal. But so we, I had to take, I, as a math major, they make us take two computer science credits and my senior year, I like, I'd been putting it off. So I finally took a computer science credit and it was my first semester senior year. And I, I met him, like he walked into the class one day and I was sitting there and I was just like, Hey dude, like come sit by me. You know, like, well, like I, I, I don't know what I'm doing, but he was a freshman. I was a senior and like, he, he like still texts me about that. And he's just like, yeah, dude, like I still remember like the first day. Cause like, all right, like at our campus, soccer was kind of a big deal. And I mean, you only went to like four national championships or whatever it was. <laughs> final fours. But no, never. I, we, I was choked in the, the final four, but it was really cool because like he like sent me a text one time. He's like, dude, I still remember the first day I ever met you was you, I was walking in my class first day of freshman year and you, I have a senior, like we know the soccer team, blah, blah. And you're like, Hey dude, come take a seat by me. Like blah, blah. And so he, we became friends immediately after that. He became a social media guy. He was SID for Loris for, I don't know, eight years. He's moving on right now. And so he, want to do a podcast like just in the time that all this coronavirus stuff is happening and asked me to come on. So it, it was just cool to be asked because again, me and him have had such a great friendship since that happened back in 2009. So it, it was a really cool to be on there and like talk to him and just catch up with, because again, he's a person that like, he's actually, I think going to be the photographer for our wedding because I, I want it to all be like people that we're close with even though like he's way overqualified to do it, but I just want someone on the party <laughs> bus that like that, that I know. Um, but it, it was really cool to catch up with him and talk about everything. We'll definitely go check that out. We'll, uh, we'll post the link. I think I retweeted it already, uh, but we'll get the, we'll get the link out for everybody. And uh, I mean, we got a great conversation that we had with a bunch of coaches from all different levels, club, high school, college, and uh I mean, it was good. It's good. And I think uh, we've had a lot of uh, I've had a lot of feedback that it, people want to do those calls again next week. So, I mean, Nick, if you want to do uh, another college coaches call, I promise this time I will be there at the beginning uh, and no, we can you, do uh, you. You forced me to, like, learn how to do your difficult job. I, I think it was a really good thing for our relationship because I don't have to do anything ever. And <laughs> I actually finally had to do something. So I feel like for our relationship, this is a really good step forward for me to like actually have to like record a call and do stuff. So no, like you don't have to, I mean, you can take over cause it's probably a better situation for everyone, but <laughs> I, I will, I will 100% 
it, it made me appreciate all the things that you do for us all the time. Oh, gee, Merry Christmas. Now, uh, now Nick has learned how to record a show. He, he's going to go solo. He's going to go rogue on me here. Um, but yeah, we're, you know, a lot of people have asked to, to do those and I think, uh, I think we should. So, uh, here's an example and here's a sample of what one of those calls were like. Big shout out to all the coaches who got involved in this call and, uh, just a great conversation. This is this week's soccer chat interview with coaches from all over who's all dealing with the same thing we're dealing with right now. So what I kind of wanted to do was um, we're all in different boats, whether we're college coaches, high school coaches, club coaches. We're all kind of going through this madness, this craziness together. Um, so what I want to know is, so like my team, I'm trying to come up with ways to keep this momentum going. Uh, I just started with them, and we got things going. We were supposed to start training this week, and now we can't train. So what, you know, like we're trying to do stuff within our group text or I'm using our social media to cause our team to um, do activities together. What are some things? And if you want to, if you want to talk about what your team's doing, you know, just go into the text and say you've got an idea, and then we can call on you. Um, but what are some things that your teams and that you're doing with your teams on this downtime uh, to keep team morale together, keep them on the ball? What are some of the uh, the stuff that you're doing? So if you've got an idea, just kind of type that you you've got one in the uh, in the group text there. And we will uh, we'll start calling on y'all to uh, to do so, and uh, you know we'll probably have to do a social here a little bit because this will drive everybody crazy. But uh, we'll see. Uh, um, looks like uh, Emma, do you got one that you're kind of doing with your team at this moment in time? Uh, I do not. I'm trying to figure it out right now. Uh, we were meant to start um, on the thirtieth. Uh, so I have a little bit of time before I was originally going to obviously start practice. Uh, I think I'm going to put a Facebook group together um, and try and do like weekly challenges or something like that just to keep them engaged. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, and let's see here. Let's go to Kendall. Kendall down at Cisco College. What are what are y'all doing down there? Well, right now uh, we got to get the girls moved out next week and then – because all these gyms are closed, uh, Gibbs has a workout thing, and he's going to send that out for those who can't access a gym. And for now, we can talk about, uh, you know, what to do outside of a gym, like running-wise. All right. And CJ, I see that you were, uh, you, were, you were sending us something. CJ Dwyer, the homie, what is it that uh, your team's doing? Well, it actually was like our two of our captains. They put a text chain together, and lucky, lucky enough, all of our girls have iPhones, so it's just a big iMessage. So it's just a big group conversation where they're sending videos, like they did the uh, toilet paper juggle challenge yesterday, and then today they did, um, you know, I, I think it was like show a hidden talent, and a bunch of the girls were sending like, you know, just stuff like, oh, well, I draw, I do like piano stuff that I actually didn't even know about my girls so it's cool to see that they're kind of taking it upon themselves and doing it which is pretty nice to see might not be soccer related right away but as, as we talked about before we can't really make them do anything for NCAA rules so yeah but hey you know the, the thing is that you've got them doing something and that's that's better than nothing Nick Rizzo wants to chime in Nick Rizzo step up to the plate what are you guys doing up at Monmouth 
Well, yeah, so we tried to divide it into five different things that we were going to work on over the next few months. And so one of those things we want to work on is the soccer part, like we getting touches on the ball. Two is fitness. Three is physical strength. Four is individual mental and five is team product. And so those were kind of like the five things that we're looking at to try to improve. And so I, I started – collaborating with a few different coaches and trying to come up with ideas of how those things can get put into action. And so over the last like three days, I've kind of been talking to a few different coaches. We don't have it completely, but if anyone wants to as like any of those five things, or think they have a good way of like how they work one of those five things here, because my goal is, is to, get all this information together and then spray it out to anyone and anyone, anyone that wants it. And like those things can include articles that you like would be a good thing for a player to read or a video that you think would be a good motivation. Like some of the things that like Becky Burley is like one drive winning and things like that. And so if you have ideas over the next like few days, we're going to try to get it out by next week to everyone. But it's kind of our goal with everything is to create something out that it kind of includes those five tiers of the student athlete. I like uh, I like John for Valpo's idea of doing a book club. Can you tell us about the uh, the book club you're doing up there in Valpo, John? Maybe. No. Not, yeah, no, so, no book club for us. Oh, there we go. Yeah, we got. So what we're doing is is we're looking at doing Google, uh, Google Meet and do uh, small group positional meetings to talk our our game model with relative to compactness or uh, whatever it might be that the girls are coming up with but we also want to do a book club so we're going to take freshmen and they might they're going to they're going to read one particular book it, it might be relentless um, and then we're going to take the sophomores and they're going to read a different book um, and then hopefully that'll generate some, some really meaningful conversation because I think if we go through this, probably the biggest piece that we need is to keep our kids connected but in, in conversation that they have in the locker room. So then that way as we come out of this, when we get back in the training pitch, maybe they'll be more connected and they'll be a tighter unit which will help them obviously on, on, on the pitch. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, you know, I think that um, as some of you I've gotten to talk with on the um, on the, the coaches call, and I, I've, I've been enjoying doing that with everybody. Um, I was kind of wondering. I know Paul, you you work with a lot of youth players in your area. What's it been like for your club um, trying to trying to get in with everything that everybody's dealing with? Anybody else experiencing losing the sound? Uh, yeah, I am a little bit. Yeah. Let's see here. Uh, let's see. CJ got out. Uh, Paul, are you there? I can see yes, you, Paul. Yes, okay, I'm so, there. Yeah, so, you know, with, with everything that's kind of going on, we're, we're talking about what we're doing with our teams. You're in a club aspect and also doing stuff at school level with uh, going into schools and working. What have you been finding has been, um, you know, something that you're trying to do to work with your club and work with those kids at those schools? Okay. Um, well, as, as, it's been overwhelming this week. So it's been a case of, um, one, trying to get my get my kids up, my own personal kids on on a schedule. But uh, what I have, um, I have planned to do, I'm going to be, 
I'm probably a little bit late to the party, but I've seen so many coaches make their own small or like short videos. So I'm I'm going out tomorrow. I'm going to um, start filming some short skill sessions, kind of like in a what five by five or ten by ten area, and I plan on posting them to the club's nope, social media page. I also um, I also do coach one team in a different club, so it, I'm also in a little bit of an awkward scenario where I don't want to think well be, that that one team is worth is more valuable than the other. So um, I plan on um, making phone calls as well, um, and I'm getting a lot of ideas. Just like my uh, my daughter's in dance, my my son does uh, Ninja Warrior at a gymnastics place. <laughs> they're they're sending videos. Um, so <clears throat> first of all, I just tried to get my own family um, s- somewhat occupied, and then now uh, this was supposed to be our first week of going outdoors for training. So I do plan on. On attempting those videos, if I am not successful, I've I've got a friend who has put made some excellent videos, and I will share the links to those. Absolutely, absolutely. I, everybody's going through something different, uh, you know. And and Paul mentioned you, we're all trying to get taken care of our, our, with everything at home. We're trying to get everything with with our teams and whatnot. So it's it's all different. And like I said, that's kind of something that I've been getting um, from everywhere that we've been. Um, and I know, uh, Mike, Chris, what are you guys doing um, where, where you're at with your teams of making sure that um, everything is good on their end um, and, you you know, you're able to just keep things going? Um, is that me, Chris? Yes, yes, yes. Chris Harvard. We're just um, going to call you. I was going to call you Harvard the rest of the time. Hey, I didn't go to Harvard. I'm certainly not smart enough for that. Hey, but, you wear um, the shirt. That's all that matters. That's, that's all that matters. So I think the big piece here that we're trying to be cognizant of is every family is going to be very different, right? There are going to be some kids who are going home into families where parents have lost jobs. Um, Other families are going to be caring for loved ones. And so we've tried to be really, we're on spring break right now. So we've actually got our first team meeting on Monday uh, through Zoom. And we're trying to be really aware. We're checking in with all the kids over this week. And we're trying to be really aware of where people are. And we're making it very clear that, you know, health, family, loved ones comes first. And we're trying to make sure that we find that balance between making sure that they are given the content they need to train, but also recognizing that that can't compromise the health and wellness um, of this dire situation that looks like it's going to get a lot worse. So we've been really trying to find that balance because accountability is a big word that's going to come up in all these conversations. And I think how do you hold people accountable when there are going to be some people that have you know, low to moderate stress and some people who are going to be trying to take a second, third job to provide for their family. And so I think these, one of the coaches just now mentioned connectivity and staying in constant contact. I think that's the most important part. We've scheduled when we typically do our weight training, um, we've blocked off those hours to have team meetings um, through Zoom or Google Chat. 
And uh, we're also looking at Techni Football is an app that will um, share with the team that has uh, hundreds of videos. It was started by Yael Ababasha, I believe, and she she's done hundreds of these technical videos that can be shared with the teams. And then spending some time with the, with the game model stuff as well. Um, our strength and conditioning coach also put together a workout that is kind of, you know, really creative like fill your backpack full of books and you know do some step ups and that sort of stuff so there's no gym work involved um, but i think the most important part is just for us is trying to meet kids where they are and then individually trying to help support them because there are going to be some kids that have a gym in their basement have a goal in their backyard right and those yeah, kids are yeah. easy to cater to and there are others that live in an apartment with you know 50 other units and they have no no grass space no goals no gym and so i think it's got to be personally catered um to those kids as well so i think it's it's uncharted territory for everyone but i think we've got to be careful of putting one one product out that everyone has to meet so that's why i'm excited to learn from everyone here because i'm really at a loss for what the right answer is and i want to make sure that i'm considering all options what one of the things that i've definitely been curious about is what are all of you guys doing on a more personal level to deal with i mean we're all for the most part kind of in self-quarantine to not only keep your sanity, but also to make sure that when you're getting information out to your players and everything, that it's coming from a good spot for you personally as well. And you just type in, like, if you type in, like, your, oh, Sean muted everyone, so just unmute your thing and start talking. This is John from Valpo. I, I, I think it's about routine. Um, one of the things I talked to our kids about and just how they were handling it, uh, they were just talking about, they're trying to keep maintaining routine, get up, work out, do some schoolwork, um, try to stay connected with people. I think to try to create some pattern of normalcy. Um, and, and what I shared with them is I, I was a volunteer at Notre Dame when nine 11 happened. And the one thing about uh, that I remember about that was as, as crazy as that was and as stressful as that was, we had our routine. We still got to go to practice. We still went to class. We, we still were in the office. So our routine was there to fall back on to give us that strength. We still could go to the locker room and have those meaningful conversations with teammates and, and coaches. That's what's taken away. So when, when I talked to our kids, we were just trying to formulate ideas on how to create that locker room environment where we stay connected with one another. We can share our stories and we can create that routine it's going to keep some semblance of normalcy, which will help us get through this stuck in the house situation. No, that's that's really really good. A anyone else on that one? Just I one thing on that. Well, well sorry. Go ahead. No, go ahead. One go of ahead. things with Zoom. Zoom has these breakout groups where you can segment your team into groups of three four or five people and how to coach in so you can actually have those meaningful conversations and smokes rather than just one large um you know team online venue so that's something to consider if you haven't looked at that yeah i i actually was as i'm going to give them a task tomorrow this is my idea i'm going to give each class of players a task one's going to look into zoom one's going to look into google meet one was going to look into Skype and just kind of collaborate amongst themselves to figure out which platform might be the best for our team to use. 
um, and let them be a part of that process of developing that platform because I think that becomes ownership uh, and, and becomes that, that, that connection. So uh, I'm open for any other platforms that I can throw at them to figure out what might work best for us. That's great. Um, I'm trying to go away from saying that's awesome all the time because apparently that's all I say on the podcast. So no, gonna, keep gonna, saying it. Keep saying it. I'm going to mix up my words. Um, no, another thing that I was curious about, and I'd love to get your guys' pulse on everything, how have your players been reacting to this? Like what's been the general pulse from your guys' teams and how they're dealing with it, how they're feeling about everything? <clears throat> Well, I know for me um, up here in Oshkosh, it's, uh, I think the girls were all still kind of shook with it. Um, I think there's some that think, I mean, we, our chancellor just did announce that, um, you know, that school, this online schooling will be happening until the end of spring. So I think some of them, it, it really hasn't hit them yet. I think, um, you know, part of it was, okay, so this kind of quarantine is happening. We'll all go home for a couple of weeks after spring break happens, we'll come back and, you know, by that time it'll be normal again and I'll get to see my friends and whatever. So I think some of them are still kind of in that denial first accepting stage of things. But, um, you know, for us, there's girls that are shook, you know, they don't get to be in the routines. They finally got settled in into their freshman, sophomore years of doing what they want to do. And so um, I think for me, just to go back a little bit on your other question, Nick, it's just being kind of a soundboard for them. And, you know, if they need me, text me when they, when they can, when they want, or, you know, they've asked me what to do. And I said, talk to your friends, do whatever you would do otherwise. I mean, a lot of these kids live on their phones. So I said, just stay connected with as much of them as possible and and keep talking just don't the second that you just kind of let it all go flat and kind of just mellow out that's when you're going to start thinking about these different things and i'm not going to be able to go to class and all this kind of stuff so just try to keep yourself as normal as possible and get yourself on a routine kendall you bring up a very good point uh, why don't you uh you brought it up in a group text why don't you uh step up to the plate and, and talk for us since i know you love to talk anyways Okay, maybe you don't want to talk, Kendall. You gotta unmute, gotta unmute yourself there, Kendall. <laughs> the joys of learning all this on the fly. If not, I'll talk for. There you um, go. So, oh, okay, sorry. I'll let her go. Oh, sorry. Um, okay, so the biggest thing now um, that I received a bit ago was we recruited a girl from Greece, which is where I used to play and. Uh, she, I was trying to get her input on how the coronavirus is affecting them. And they're actually quarantined to their house. So if y'all don't know, in Europe, you live in an apartment, basically, with like 20 to 50 other people. So she cannot physically leave her apartment complex without getting a police escort. So with this, it's kind of difficult to do some kind of practice along with all their school shut down. And their government is talking about pushing it back to September, meaning she's not going to graduate until October. So she would have to miss our fall season. Ooh, that's I mean, there's just there's so many things that play like I had a player from Scotland who um, thankfully got back home this morning and she had been told if she wasn't back by today, there was a pretty good chance she was going to be able to get back home. And so I think we've all got uh, there's so many different variables here of things that are going on that we're trying to deal with. And you're, you know, you're trying to, um, 
you know, help your players out. You're trying to help yourself out. Um, but yet then you also realize when it comes down to it, there's a lot of stuff that we're trying to help that are much bigger than soccer and much bigger than football. Um, and we've all got uh, various, you know, just various stories of kids that we're dealing with now who have um, everything going on. And, and that's the thing too, you know, some of us in college who have those international kids, you know, there's a lot more than soccer involved uh, with what's going on. I know uh shout out to the homie Kai Edwards just came in. Um, Kai, if you, if you'll, uh, I don't know if you're muted or not, but if you'll pop up to, uh, to the plate and talk, um, you know, something that's been kind of going on in the co- coaching community that I've really loved and I haven't seen it from any other sports, but we've really taken to social media and, you know, people are doing zoom, uh, webinars, there's webinars, there's stuff almost every day, uh, and almost all points of the day, you know, Kai, what are some of the ones that you've done already that you've been a part of that you've just, you've, you've really got something taken away from it from. Uh, give me five minutes. Uh, baby's crying. Oh, okay. (laughs) Never mind. Never mind. And that's the other part of life. We're all dealing with it being home and, and being with the babies. Maybe I think Kendall probably woke it up. Um, but, uh, you know, it is what it is. Um, you know, I, I feel like we are all, um, you know, I, I kind of told my our we had a staff meeting today for, for our school. And I mentioned how a lot of this is kind of like a blessing in disguise because it's allowing us all to step back a little bit and kind of evaluate everything. And you are able to, um, you know, kind of see the bigger picture here. So it's almost like, yes, this is a horrible thing, but it's also kind of a blessing in disguise. So is there any of you that you have, um, you know, kind of taken a step back from all this and looked at the bigger picture, whether it's of your program, maybe it's of yourself and said, okay, I'm going to make sure that when I get the opportunity, I'm going to make myself or my team better at blank. Oh, Clifton, Clifton Bush is in the house. Clifton, you have to answer this question now. Uh, Now you're going to, it was just yeah. turning on the lights there. I'm, put, I'm putting easy. you on the spot. Yeah, what yeah. is something that since this is all went on that you've stepped back and thought to yourself, okay, during this downtime, I'm going to make myself better at this or I'm going to make my team better at this? Yeah, I mean, I think uh, for me, and I think I kind of tried to bring some of that to yesterday's uh, the soccer chat situation was like, I think for me personally, I'm always kind of, have a more broad perspective maybe just because not all of my life has always been football, 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 um, oh. you know, kind of coming out of two different professions and some different things. So I think one thing that I'm trying to do is help my staff, um, you know, who are all football all the time, 24 seven, this is what they've done. They're playing, they've coached. It's, you know, to kind of recognize where are the scary points in how players are reacting because uh, not everybody reacts the same way. Not everybody reacts the way you want them to react. And so I think a lot of times that's based in fear. And a lot of times that's based in just uh, like a lack of control. And so we're trying to make sure that we're being very sensitive to the fact that, you know, that this is a generation, especially of players, I think in college uh, who have a sense of a lot of control over their lives. And this is something that is spiraled in a way that I think you're starting to see reactions that is not necessarily, uh, you know, that that they're be trying to be malicious or what have you, but that you know they they just don't understand what it's like to to not be able to you know set their fate for the future. And so I think 
our biggest thing is is our players is just helping them respond and react and get the support systems that they need uh, as best as possible. And so for me, I mean, that's my biggest learning is like in leadership. It's less probably about the soccer side. It's more in like how do I guide people to be their leaders down the future. Absolutely. And Harvard spoke up in the uh, in our chat we got going on here and said, Vernal, Vern, bleh, this is what I get. Whenever we record, this happens all the time. Vulnerability uh, plays an important part in anything we do with our teams. It's okay for our players to see we are struggling uh, dealing with this too. And I think that's the, the big thing is, you know, that's that's so point on. It's it's you are humanizing yourself. You're showing that you, you are a, a human being as well. Um, you know, I made sure... Um, you know, talking with my team, I'm sure Nick, you were probably the same way the last time that you got to saw your team before, um, they all headed out. Um, but you know, I made sure my team understood like how much, not just myself, but our university, our program, we cared for them and how this was going to impact us just as much as it impacts them. Um, so, you know, Nick, what, what was kind of that moment when you had to talk to your players about, you know, people were heading to head home and, and whatnot that uh, maybe, you know, was maybe is a little bit difficult for them? I, well, I mean, I, I'm probably similar to a lot of people where we were on spring break, actually, when all this happened. And so they I, I actually haven't gotten to meet with any more than probably two of them at a time since uh, this all happened and so we're obviously closed for the rest of the semester like pretty much every school is at this point and so I think that for me it's just been a very interesting thing because that's, that's why I asked the question earlier I, I feel like everyone's kind of dealing with it differently right now you have a lot of people that are like kind of relieved that they get to go home for a little bit and be with their families you have others that are really sad because like a few spoke about earlier that they just had a great freshman year, a great sophomore year, and they they don't want to leave their best friends. And then you have another group that's honestly really pissed off because they don't maybe understand what is going on in the world. Like so many of us right now, I don't really understand what's what's going about either. And so it's just, I think you're just like all of us, just trying to deal with a wide range of emotions and what people are going back to. Because again, we have all sorts of players from all different backgrounds and like you said, some people are going to lose jobs over this and just trying to be as empathetic as possible to every individual situation. I, I find like it's not I, w- I wouldn't say it's tough to feel empathy. It's it's sometimes tough to feel empathy. We have a 30 person roster and I'm really the only coach like it, it's hard to feel empathy and be able to express it properly to 30 different players who are all going through different things. And so for me, I think that that's probably been the most difficult thing over these last two weeks is to make sure that I'm not leaving anyone out and I'm, and I'm giving everyone their, what they need from me, but it's definitely been tough to try to do it uh, with, with the group that we have. And so I'd I'd love to hear if anyone else is going through similar experiences. What about you, Kai? Uh, Well, Sorry, we just had a little little kid kid blow up in the diaper. So hey, that's not gonna be that's not gonna be the first or the last. <laughs> I'm back. I'm back. Um, I mean, I think for us, the I got here in in and out in January and permanently in February, and then Mario came at the end of February. So and our kids are on spring break this week, so we're still learning our players and <laughs> getting to know who they are as people, who they are as as soccer players, 
um, while recruiting and bringing in other players. So what what we're really working on right now is meshing um, as much as we can in, in CAA rules, meshing uh, newbies with, with returners, um, and but also getting to know the returners because we played two games. UNLV smashed us, and and uh, we took care of Dixie and played better, but that's our only two games. Um, you know, so it's one of those things where – it sucks, and we can complain and whatever. And um, one thing I talked to my SWA about uh, a couple days ago was, you know, and you know, some of us are in more fortunate positions than others. And but the moment you take a leadership role, you don't take a leadership role to be honest for the great moments. You take it to be a leader when when the moments suck the most. And and there's no like blueprint for it it's just managing issues right so if it's a virus if it's a kid who quits if it whatever like you know if, if you don't want to be a leader in those moments then you don't take that and you take the lower pay you know and so right now what, what i'm really working on is just managing everything from you know a new assistant who just moved two weeks ago with his family to we have another assistant moving here in july and another assistant moving in May, along with, you know, players that don't know their roles and don't know exactly what we want from soccer wise. To be honest, it's hard for us because we also don't know them well enough that we're going to go out there and say, okay, we're going to play 4-3-3 and do this and do this because we don't know them well enough to yeah. <laughs> that bold in statement, right? So um, right now we're doing a lot of learning. We just bought the Beast Mode app. So they have some of that to do. Um, we have functional group conversations. Um, more, you know, Ricky Clark down in wherever he's in Atlanta or whatever. He, he posts he's in an ATL. Yeah, we, we post a, he posts a lot of stuff. And what, what we did um, to get to know our players more is to actually hear them talk, right? So I took all his things he posted in the last two days, where it was like the three types of midfielders, the three type of strikers, three types of goalkeepers, whatever. And, and I sent them to each kid and, you know, with their position and said, which one do you most identify with? Right. Cause I can watch video and train them for six weeks, but wh who do they identify as? So we've been trying to find little things like that. Um, you know, but also getting on the phone one-on-one -on -one with kids and just, you know, one of, one of our kids, grandpas died last night, you know, and, and she had meniscus surgery three weeks ago. So the kids just going through everything, but I think our role, if we're a head coach or a leader or whatever, is is to manage and and take pressure off of people. And and when things are tough, you know, we accepted the paycheck, and and we have to accept some of that pressure to help alleviate the stress from them. If that's listening, if that's talking, if it's advising, if it's just you know texting saying, "Hey, I wish you the best." Um, you know, it's just, it's finding those things. So, you know, for me, it's been constant work. And, and what I told my staff is we're blessed to still be being paid. You know, my wife's an independent contractor. So some of her contracts have been canceled. So I, we feel the obligation also to work and, and to work for the university and work for the school within safe means. And Brandon, you said you had something to add to that. <clears throat> Yeah, so Brandon McGivney, Cisco College, uh, for those who don't know me. Um, so on the junior college route, just kind of touching on what Kai was saying is, 
you know, you don't really know a whole lot about these kids. It's about the development. Uh, and for us, like, and I touched with Sean on this earlier and a little bit on soccer chat last night is like the fall was super rough for us. Uh, Kendall and I, we took over the program pretty late last year. And so we inherited a roster with only five sophomores and, um, you know, we're trying to get kids in. And so we didn't always do have the due diligence of, um, getting to watch them fully. And so we didn't quite understand where they were going to play when they first got there. And it, and it showed, uh, especially earlier in the year, but through this spring, like our progression has been incredible. Um, and so we were, I think, uh, 10 days away from playing our first match of the spring and we've been working since February 1st. And so all that, um, that buildup and now, uh, obviously they're super bummed about it being canceled, obviously for their own health, but, um, not getting to see those freshmen and seeing where they fit in on the field going into next year is like I was saying a little bit tough to see uh, kind of where they're going to fit in, what playing style is going to work best now that they've progressed. And then even for our sophomores um, seeing their progression and having a few that we still have to recruit out and are still looking for homes for next year. And so, I know we have two for sure that are still uncommitted um, that are still looking for a home and are uh, trying to find a place and had some visits lined up. And so now it's, you know, will they get to go on campus? Is that still going to be a place that they can go? And obviously those coaches are doing stuff to, uh, to formulate a plan to get their visits in as well. So are we, so like this on that part, like we're trying to do virtual tours to where we can, walk around campus on like a FaceTime call or something like that. So that way we're still getting some kind of a visit in, but um, yeah, it's, it's definitely uh, challenging at all levels, whether it's club or high school, still trying to get your kids recruited, junior college, trying to get our sophomores recruited or um, as uh, we were saying earlier, four years trying to figure out where they're going to fit in next year. uh, All those cases. And then Bo, Bo, are you still on here? Yeah, I'm still on, Sean. I thought I saw Bo, Bo pop on. Can you hear me, Sean, or no? Yes, we can hear you. We can hear you, Bo. You go ahead with that golden voice of yours. <laughs> um, on the youth club side of things, I mean, first off, it's we're all still very new into this, right? We were sitting in a staff meeting Thursday, I think it was, when official words started coming out that between I think NBA had canceled their season or indefinitely postponed the night before MLS did something. And then some of the USL clubs and then some of the other clubs in our area, all within a two hour time span started to post something or announce something. And so I want to say it was only Thursday of last week that really things changed. So given that we're, you know, about one week into this, you know, it, it feels awkward. Um, you know, the, the, the parents I've talked to have just said, yeah, my daughter's just devastated and itching to, you know, we want her to get out. She wants to get out, but it has to be in the right capacity. So what we've done so far, and, I, and I've seen this, thankfully, at a lot of other clubs, not just NC Fusion, is, you know, we've taken to um, posting our own workout ideas, videos that, that, you know, us as coaches make up or we'll usually go in pairs. And we've kind of been assigned, uh, we're, we're 
our club is releasing two videos a week, you know, like a Monday and a Friday. Here's some at-home ideas. We have our assigned coach that we're working with um, just as another resource to, you know, give kids stuff to do on their own at home. And then as a sort of incentive, we're saying, hey, post what you're doing. And again, this is not just us that's doing this. I've seen this from my former club. St. Louis Scott Gallagher has done this. A lot of clubs are saying, here's some ideas. Show us what you're doing just to kind of, A, prove you're doing it. And B, it's fun to see kids doing what they love and, and you know, building that piece into it because every kid lives in, you know, the digital world more than more than we did. So it's fun for kids. It's kind of easy for them to say, not only am I doing it, I want to show everyone else what I'm doing. Um, aside from that, I have, have actually gotten really, I, like I take work time out and go on YouTube as silly as that probably sounds. And I, and I, you know, search for, and then, you know, look at the, the most applicable, applicable videos. I'm not taking, you know, 50 awesome messy highlights and saying, look at how cool this is. Go out and do this. I'm trying to take, okay, what are my players at? What's their level at? Can they do some of this stuff with the space, with the resources and, and with the skill level they're at, at home? And if it's something that on YouTube, I think is going to work. I, I post that with a, with a nice description to parents. Hey, here's an idea. Um, I would prescribe this many reps or, or at this kind of a time based on your daughter's age so that they have more than just, Hey, here's a video, go try it. it. You know, I try to get more specific than that right now. That's as far as we've gotten. We do plan our directors already said in the weeks ahead, because this is, I say weeks, it could turn into months. Unfortunately, um, we're going to be doing, you know, individual Skype sessions with players supervised, you know, parents are expected to be on the call too, but just to check in on IDPs, individual development plans, um, how they're doing on their own with those. And I'll probably eventually get into um, assigning video. We, we thankfully, my 06s have um, uh, one of the dad's videotapes every game. So we have a big library of, of games. I can go in and, and he posts them all to, to like a private YouTube channel. So it's really nice. So I'm going to eventually go in and, and start assigning a game. Hey, everyone, let's look at this game. I want you to pick two moments where something got, you know, was pulled off successfully based on our game model two moments where it wasn't and what you, what you would have done better and email me your answers just as a way to, again, have them look at the game and be critical about it and analyze it more than just sitting back and taking the time off. And then Hector, you had a really good point you brought up uh, in the, in the chat. Hector, there you go. There you go. How you doing? Can everybody hear me? Yeah. Can hear you. Yeah, I was having some technical difficulties there. Sorry. Hi, everybody. Uh, it's uh, Coach Hector Cano, Isleta uh, High School here in El Paso, Texas. And uh, uh, one of the things that I had mentioned, um, what we've been doing with our players is, um, so we're we're kind of in a unique uh, unique market where we're, uh, even though we're stateside, we're just as much international because of where we're located, right on the U.S.-Mexico border. Uh, so. Um, a lot of what we're doing with, uh, so it came at a strange time for us because we were, we just had wrapped up our last, our regular season finale and we're transitioning. We were going into spring break when all this happened. Uh, so one of the things that we've been telling them is there's a lot of uncertainty as everybody knows is, but directing them, letting them know, giving them updates and directing them on where to go for credible and up-to-date information as it relates to them. I know everybody's got a 
everybody has probably a different channel for us. It's going through our to our school district and then through our Twitter Twitter sites for both the school and then school athletics and the program itself. Um, whereas I'm sure our, our college coaches the same thing, directing them to school sites, school postings, Twitter sites and whatnot. Um, so that's something I kind of wanted to mention for clubs is are they handling that through their website, through their their Twitter feeds, as far as updated information for all of their players, just up-to-date information uh, in regards to the community, not just within the program, not just within workouts or what they're doing, but uh, up-to-date community information uh, and letting them know where to go for that. And then the other thing we, we started to do uh, with our girls right now is because it's a just as much of an international community, we have, there's a, a good chunk of, uh, of girls in our program who they have family um, they have family on the other side of the border in uh, in Juarez Mexico so for them it's kind of it will require some some kind of some back and forth travel uh, and it's it's reminding them that hey this is an opportunity here to you know be safe be smart but to empower them encourage them to exercise to now they can demonstrate and exercise leadership within their own families uh, stepping up being there for uh, helping their parents, help, helping take care of young younger siblings, and also helping uh, you know helping take care of grandparents, elderly family members that may be you know uh, may have uh, some sort of medical issue. Uh, so being leaders there uh, within their families is something we're really we're really stressing uh, at this moment w- within their respective families. And uh, you know. Pete, you're you're calling in from Australia, man. Our our worldwide uh, reporter. Um, you know what's it been like in Australia? I mean, we're sitting here talking about what we're doing in the states, but I mean, obviously, I mean, I feel like you guys caught most of this before we did. So, what's it been like communicating to your players? Because you're, I mean, you're talking about you're dealing with the blind soccer federation. You're dealing with the deaf players there. You're also dealing with various players um, on on the women's side of the game. So, what's it been like in Australia? This communicating to players what's going on and what they can do uh, to to help themselves during this time that we're all away. Oh, what's happening, guys? Thanks for having me. Um, yeah, like like you say there, so working with our blind team this weekend, actually today I was meant to be down in Melbourne for a national training camp. Uh, we had to call off that training camp and send out messages to all our players to let them know. Uh, that that wouldn't be going ahead and instead trying to send through some programs for them to be able to do at home. Obviously, like, there's not a whole lot you can do by yourself, but we can try and help them out in whatever capacity we can. Um, uh, and with that blind team, we were, we had the goal in mind of being able to participate at a tournament in June. However, that tournament's now being postponed and because of that, uh, it kind of, it affects their well-being and their mental state a lot more because now we don't really have that goal in mind. We don't have kind of a clear direction. So that one's a bit frustrating. So we're having to look after our players a lot more, a lot more messages than kind of we might normally do uh, to help look after them. Uh, in terms of our deaf footballers, uh, similar kind of a deal. We had a training camp booked in for Easter time. We've had to put that one on hold. And it doesn't look like we'll be able to hold another training camp until kind of September at the moment, just because everything else is kind of booked out like crazy. So, um, yeah, messaging with all the guys, 
lot of them are, are, are tradies, so they're quite enjoying the fact that now they're, they're actually swamped with work, so they're excited about that, but then they're obviously disappointed because, again, uh, they don't really have that goal of a training camp to look forward to. So that one's disheartening to them as well. So we're having a look after them and keep in contact with all the guys, especially we've got a few younger players who are aged kind of 14 to 20. And so messaging them to make sure they're coping okay either at school or at uni as well. Yeah, it's, uh, it's fun times. And then just to add even more fun to it, about two weeks ago, the technical director of Football Federation Australia he actually resigned after being in the job for nine months. So in terms of any kind of like leadership or advice that we can kind of help, like ask for, yeah, we just don't have that network at the moment. It is, yeah, it's fun times of football in Australia, I tell you. It, it sounds, sounds just as crazy there as it is here. Um, you know, Nick, what's been uh, something that you've seen on Twitter, as the cool thing is here in our, our, our text that we've got going on, everybody's starting to share um, things. So shout out to uh, to Harvard for asking everybody to start sharing stuff. So this will be uh, great for everybody to have. But Nick, you know, what's something that you've seen on Twitter this week that's really kind of caught your attention? Maybe it was a uh, something at a webinar or maybe it was a session that somebody posted. But what's been the thing that's kind of caught your attention the most from things that people have been sharing? I, well, I think the cool thing, uh, Dave Robertson just started putting out just lists of resources so it's a it's a google doc that anyone can use and i think that's been my favorite part about everything that's occurred during this is and we talked to, with bobby a little bit about it on on the podcast this week uh cheap plug but we uh like about how transparent everyone has been throughout this entire process the amount of people that are willing to share stuff that are just willing to put anything they have out there to it, truly for the betterment of each other and for the betterment of our players, I think it's been the coolest thing. I, 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 I thought that, that one was really good just because, again, they're just making a list and anyone can edit it and add to it. They just, like, ask you not to delete anything. Um, but anyone can add to that list, which I think is pretty cool because they, hopefully by the next few weeks when everyone's, like, doing this research and we're all starting to collaborate more, some really special stuff can come out of it. And, and none of that special stuff is going to come from Nick or myself. No, um, definitely. <laughs> but, uh, you know, that's why we do all this because we're just sharing it and we're trying to make each other better. Um, you know, uh, Harvard, what has been the one thing that you've said, okay, soon as I'm back with these players, we're doing blank. What is that first thing going to do be when you get all your players back together and you're a team again? I think just being able to appreciate – what we have, you know, this, this spring we had, um, 6am practice and, um, we were up at five, everyone was up at 5am and it got to a point where people started to, you know, bitch and complain a little bit about it, you know, crossing the river and playing under the lights indoors at 6am. Uh, but anyone would give anything for that right now. So I think it's appreciating these opportunities that we all have 
And um, I also think it's it's an opportunity for us to really be fully ourselves because I think sometimes the you know people hold back and they don't put them f- their full self out there and I think people are just really going to be excited to be able to be fully present in all of these opportunities. So I just can't wait to get back on the field like all of you guys. But I think this is a hidden opportunity for us here to kind of work on some of the stuff that maybe we uh, don't get to work on during the uh, regular spring season. What about you, Andrew? Um, yeah, it's just been a huge whirlwind right now. I'm, you know, I'm already ready to get back. I don't know how I'm going to last another month or two of how this lasts, but um, you know, just like I was sharing with Bo, um, you know, some of the stuff that we're doing right now is it's all virtual, and it's just trying to find a different way to do it because you're just so used to doing this in person and so used to you know, planning out your session and then doing it. And now it's, here's the session, you do it, I'm not there. <laughs> um, so um, just like right now, I just I was going to share with Bo, um, at our club, we've asked, they've asked for me with, with our goalkeepers to supplement what they're doing with their teams. So right now it's just trying to find different ways to, you know, whether it's hand-eye coordination and finding a tennis ball on a wall um, or just different things. Because I know these kids... Not all of them are going to have cones at home and everything like that. So, you know, I, one of my suggestions was instead of cones, you know, find different soccer socks and bunch them up or, you know, use different shoes. So it's just it's going to be a challenge, but we'll get through it. Hey, guys, so quick question from me to pretty much everyone else in the group. So how about this one? So. Since we don't really know how long this is kind of going on for, does anyone else feel like they need to strategically um, like put out different things at different times rather than saying, here's an entire month's worth of awesome stuff when it could be like two or three months before we actually get back together and you kind of want to space things out strategically? I don't know. If I'd be like the inner teacher of myself, but like, is anyone else finding that as in the back of their minds that they want to face things out and be um, be thoughtful in terms of what they hand out at what time. What about you, Clifton? And, and Pete, you may have to uh, put in the, the, the text that uh, that question because I think it kind of broke up a little bit. Um, but it, it kind of sounded like how are we going about, you know, we're, we're, we're being told, and Pete, you can correct me if I'm wrong, but it kind of sounded like you were saying um, – you know, we're sitting here being told, oh, maybe it's a couple of weeks, maybe it's a month, whatever it may be. So you're kind of saying, okay, well, in a couple of weeks, I'm going to be with my team. But then, so you start planning things and all of a sudden it gets changed again. So I think that may have been what Pete was asking of, how are you constantly adapting with that change of saying, okay, we're going to see each other in two weeks. And then, nope, we're not going to see each other two weeks. It's going to be four weeks. No, it's going to be able to, uh, um, you know, it's going to be a month from now. It's going to be three months from now. So how are you all dealing with that? I think... For, for me, one of the, like, and I'm just going to throw this out there for myself, is I, I'm going to try to make this as normal of a process for my players as it possibly can. So over the next whatever time until finals, we will, if we have to work individually, if they have to work, you know, physically, individually, you know, they're, uh, whether that's IDPs, whatever it takes to kind of keep us um 
normalized with what we were going to be doing while we were doing it, just separated, will do. And then when the summertime comes, they'll have their same kind of plans that we had planned. Like, for me, I don't know that I that I would try to I'd create too much adaptability on them right now because there's so much that is... Like, I don't know where soccer is in the pecking order for my players at this point. You know, like, if we've got a player who lives in Washington. Like, she can't go home for, for the foreseeable future. Like, they just won't let her go home. So, you know, like, it's those sorts of... I think we're going to probably be, like... And, and I'm, for me, all about, like, trying to increase my, my capacity. But I don't know that I, I, I'm necessarily prepared to try to stretch the capacity of my players when they're already having to adapt to so much stuff. So I think for us, it's going to be how normal can we make the, the cycle be? So they'll train, uh, albeit by themselves, until it's finals, concentrate on finals, get through school, get to summer, do your workouts, you know, come back. And hopefully, you know, we're all knocking on, in the college game at least, we're all knocking on wood that when August comes in, you know, they let us go back and get on the grass. And so I think for me, that's the biggest thing is how, how do we norm, how do I normalize it for my players? Yeah. And the, and the, the actual question that Pete asked, and I may have completely butchered it up, but he said, you know, like with no direct time frame set, how are you planning out ahead? Not just dumping uh, info, everything over the next few weeks. Uh, you know, what info are you strategically spacing out? So someone like Bo in your instance, um, you know, on, on the club scene and you're, you know, you're kind of overseeing multiple teams at the same time, um, and trying to help with your coaches. Um, so, you know, Bo, like in your instance, what are you trying to, as, as Pete said, you know, what info are you working on strategically spacing out so that you're not overloading your players and your coaches? Yeah. And, and I was thinking about Pete's question as I, as he, as he asked it, um, we actually, you know, not to not to deflect the question, we have a, a conference call. Is it tomorrow or this weekend? Sometime to to specifically talk about our kind of periodization, if you will, or planning out what we're going to do in what kind of time span. With all the uncertainty, it is a situation where you know, do we plan for three weeks without you know any kind of team structured stuff? Do we plan for five? Do we plan for God forbid nothing until after the summer break? You know, I, it's impossible to know. So right now it's just, you know, because this is so new, it's just here's a few at-home ideas just to keep you out and, and on a ball and, from you know, from sitting on your butts too much. Um, we'll, we'll figure out, you know, when do we start adding in, in my case, you know, some, some of the video things. When do we start adding in, you know, check-ins on IDPs and, you know, we, we until we know the actual timeline or until we at least have a sort of a group think as a club about, how to properly space that stuff out. I, I don't have a direct answer for you in terms of what that all looks like, but I do agree with Pete saying, if you just throw it out there all at once to say, here, just go with it. You're, you're going to drown a lot of kids in just information and you're going to lose uh, a good percentage of what you could do during this time. If you're not careful. And I know uh, coach P you said, you've got a scenario. You kind of like get everybody's feedback on. Yes, guys, how are you? Uh, I'm here from Connecticut. Uh, I coach uh, Williams High School in London, a private high school, the girls' vice head coach, and I coach for the club as well. Um, my scenario uh, I'm talking about is more for the, the high school girls because, um, um, you know, 
pretty much the, the, the schools are off until we don't know when. And uh, for what we hear, you know, here and there, that spring season might not happen. And my girls, most of them, um, uh, play a spring sports. Obviously, we're going to see a, a huge gap from now um, since they are every, since everyone is in the house and all that. Uh, I, my situation, my, my question to you all is, what would be the best scenario for me to approach them right now since we don't know that what's going to happen in the spring, if they're going to do anything or not, and into the, the, the fall season when we start our, our uh, high school season here in Connecticut. So that was my question. I also coach a club here in Connecticut, so we, we're kind of dealing with the, the, the same uh, issues that you guys pointed out already. Um, but um, I'm, I'm more right now concerned a little bit about my, my girls in high school since the club has, has the structure and, and the plan already in, in place, similar to what you guys have uh, talked about. Um, so I'd like to hear back from you if you can. Anybody got any, uh, any tips on that? Oh, come on. Somebody's got to have something. Oh, <laughs> okay. Well, let's, let's do this. So I, I could hear Yeah, okay. So they're just asking if you could repeat the question. You may have to be a little bit louder for us. Can you hear me now? Yeah, it's still about the same. So you just, you'll probably just use your coaching voice. Use your coaching voice so everyone can hear. Yeah. <laughs> can you guys hear me now? Yeah. Better? Okay, good. So my question is, uh, I coach a uh, uh, girls uh, varsity here in, in Connecticut. Uh, it's a private school, Williams High School in, uh, in New London. And I coach for a club as well. Uh, but my, my, my uh, scenario is about my girls since uh, we don't know if uh, the schools are going to be back in the spring. Uh, for the looks of it, it's, uh, we, sports in the spring might not happen. And so they will be missing from when we stop until when we come back uh, in the fall, depending how things are. Uh, so what would be my approach uh, to, to them right now uh, in to get them prepared for what's coming up in the fall? Got it. So I figured it out. So, you know, his team, um, you know, they, they don't know if they're going to be able to come back at this moment in time because of things going on with school. That's a school team. Um, so what can he do to make sure that they're staying prepared during this time off? Uh, so that way, if they don't come back at, uh, during the school year, when the fall season starts around, they're going to be ready to go. I feel like Nick may have something good for that, too. Nick is probably off getting something to eat, like he always no, does. No, I'm here. I, I there just, he is. No, I've, I've been here. Uh, just thinking. Um, no, yeah. I mean, I think the the biggest thing that you can do is be a guide and just kind of like be as transparent as possible with them to say like, hey, we don't know what the situation is going to be. We're going to plan and prepare as if we're going to be back here. And and so start. Like, I, I think uh, a few people touched on it earlier, but figure out a way to maybe roll out things uh, over the next few months. Like, every two weeks, maybe send out a new set of workouts or a new 
set of skill work or something that you're trying to do instead of sending out now till August or now till October, depending on if you get the season or not. And so I would say just try to do as best you can to keep them engaged and interested and make it something that they maybe every two weeks they're excited. They're like, oh, man, like what's going to be sent this week or what we're going to get to do this week. And so that would be my best advice is find a way to roll out something over the next few months where they're getting consistently engaged so that no matter whether it's four months or six months, they at least have some some stuff to be excited about with the game, if that makes sense. Yeah, I think yeah. you just you, you just got to keep them keep them motivated. And I th- you think somebody's going in here. Oh, okay. Um, I thought Kenny, I thought you were going to get in, man. By the way, Kenny, I, we we say this all the time. We've never said to your face uh, since Chicago of last year. Thank you for the beers that you brought to convention while Nick and I was out of podcast row, man. That was that was very appreciate. We that like made our entire weekend, man. Um, okay, yeah, Hector, you go do the follow up. Yeah, thanks, Sean. Um, I think one of the one of the things that I want to follow up with what Nick was talking about in reference to our, our previous coach, uh, high school coach in Connecticut, was um, particularly since it's at the high school level, depending upon uh, the degree, uh, the talent level, how big, or the experience level of his his squad, um, this is probably a good time. We can probably share a lot, begin to start implementing when you start talking about uh, particular, particularly tactically, obviously you don't want to go above their heads. Uh, but in terms of if you need to start breaking down uh, roles and responsibilities of a defender versus a midfielder versus, you know, different your groups, right? Uh, as well as uh, when you start talking about strengths, uh, strengths and weaknesses in, in formations, just very, you know, you don't want to go over the top. But the other one, too, is uh, if it's a less experienced squad or if it's, you know, he's stepping into a new role, maybe implementing his the opportunity to implement his philosophy, his philosophy. Uh, th- all, a lot of that stuff can be sh- at least initially implemented digitally, uh, whether it's email or through group group pages uh, and sending out information on, you know, the breaking down the principles of play and why they are, whether it's in defending, defending or attacking and not getting lost in transition. This is this is one of those times where you could probably use uh, you could take advantage of this time to start kind of getting them familiar with that and familiar with any particular uh, verbiage terminology uh, that's going to be, you know, that the coach is going to want to implement if, if he hasn't already. Absolutely. Or somebody was going, go ahead. Nope. Nobody. Okay. All right. Uh, CJ. Yeah. All right, man. We'll see. We're going to keep recording. We'll make sure to put this back. Um, you know, I, I think the big thing that we've all kind of gathered here is, um, we, we've all mentioned about doing what we've got to do to keep the players going. And, and here we are as coaches, like always, you know, putting these players above ourselves and above uh, everything else that's going on, because we want to make sure, you know, if there's anything that we can, you know, we're going to try to keep it, keep life as normal as possible for them. And I think that uh, if anybody, you know, um, listened to the show that came out on Wednesday night, um, you know, John Lipsitz made a very, very good point that uh, I think, really kind of changed my mind on a lot of things was he mentioned about, you know, that first session back, 
um, that these these kids, whether they 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 show it or not, are going to be so mentally affected by this. And we as coaches are mentally affected by this situation that we're all going on. And he had mentioned that, you know, that first practice, you've got to get everybody together and just get to know each other again. Because while they may be texting each other, they may be calling or they may be playing video games online with each other and whatnot. Um, you know, there's there's still something to that mental aspect of this. Uh, and that's something that uh, I, I think, you know, as, as a mental health advocate, I think, too, we kind of have to ease the kids back into this uh, and ease our players back into this because it is going to take some time to adjust being away from each other and adjust being away from the game because we all have kids on our team and we've got kids that have a big backyard they can go play in. And we've got kids who all they've got is maybe their living room in their house and that even that's not going to be big enough for them to try to move and, and train and do things along those lines. Um, you know, for me, it just I think what we're all doing, like I said, I've not seen any other sport doing what we're doing online right now between coaches all around the country and world. Shout out to Pete. Um, you know, it's, uh, it's just to continue to do what we can to make this better for the kids. And CJ actually was just saying, uh, I guess CJ, why don't you say that? I don't want to speak for you. You just go and say it. Can you do that for me, CJ? Cause you're making a very good point. Yeah, I got it. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm about to hop off, but the, yeah, the last thing just for me is, you know, I, I just don't think any of us will be ready for when we come back. And I oh, think absolutely. you guys kind of touched, kind of touched on it. It's going to be like a brand new program to be quite honest, just because, you know, this is something that none of us have ever been a part of before. So, um, for me, especially as an assistant, all, all I can do really is just be there for my players and other coaches. And, you know, I just want to help make that transition as easy as possible for when we get back uh, to campus, because that's honestly all I can do at this point. Um, we can sit here and say, you know, we have all these different things planned out. And we're going to throw it at them. And like everyone keeps saying here, um, it, it, you're going to drown them in information sometimes. So for me, as an assistant, I don't know if any of you head coaches have noticed this from your assistants, too. It's just we're, I'm trying my best just to be there for everyone, really. So. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. And and Willie McGowan makes a great point too. you know, on top of, you know, what CJ said, but this is going to be all new for us coming back. And, and this is going to be something to do. You know, Willie makes a great point about gaining that competitive edge is going to be tough too. Uh, and that's, the, I, you know, a lot of people that I've talked to on these coaches chats so far, our coaches calls uh, have all talked about, you know, we've had, we had so much momentum and now that momentum is starting to backtrack a little bit. But on the flip side, Willie, what I, I think, too, with that competitive edge is I kind of told my team uh, and you can look up and see what they've done in the past. But, um, you know, the thing I told them was that this is as close to a completely level playing field across the spectrum for any, any sport, because, you know, we know that there are coaches who are very good about making sure their players are doing what they're doing. But now the players are having to have that responsibility. So here's this almost like. I think the I think maybe it was John or somebody I saw online this week mentioned about we've now because of this have created this very level playing field um, that, you know, maybe our, our players, I guess I've told my team, you know, take advantage of this. You know, this is where you can step up and, um, you know, get that that extra edge over, you know, a team that that battled you last year. So I, I think for Willie, what you're saying with gaining competitive edge is going to be tough, too. I think if we can turn this negative and into a positive and say, hey, you know, we yes, we've been struggling, but now we've got the opportunity to get as close to uh, to everyone else as there is, um, you know, and, and Hector, you make another great point about 
as coaches, you know, being able to admit that we don't have all the answers or know what's next and when is, uh, you know, when is okay. Uh, that's an excellent point. I, I think the thing that, you know, as, as um, CJ pointed out is we just got to be there, answer the questions that we have. Um, I know for myself, I'm sure you all have been the same way. You know, my players have asked questions and I can, I just say like, I don't know that. I don't know that. And I, of course I have a lot of, uh, I have a lot of things I say. I don't, I know, I don't know of, um, and if we're, Totally going over the time that I wanted to, but is there like two more, three more questions that anybody has that they want to get answered before we get out of here? Shout out to Coach Pete. I see you got to leave. Keep it good in Australia, man. I think it's daytime there. Go surf for me or something. Has anybody <laughs> got anybody else got any questions that they uh, they they want to ask in this? Hey, Sean, it's Willie. Um, hey, just Willie. Kinda, just kind of going on from what we were just talking there as well. Um, you know, I had a great meeting with my athletic director today. And uh, one of the things I took away from it was it's okay to say you don't know. Um, mm-hmm. You know, especially at this time, you know, everybody keeps talking about how this uh, a fluid situation. There's really no end in sight to it. And, you know, you guys are the same getting kids, text, you know, calling you. When can we practice? What's moving on? What's the next step? Uh, the biggest thing I tell them is I don't know, but I'll find out as much as I can. Absolutely. And I think it's it's okay for coaches not to know, um, you know. And if there's any coaches here on the recruiting uh, the college side, you know that competitive edge. That's kind of why I mentioned it was, you know, that's a fantastic recruiting tool. I think as we move forward, is the guys we're talking to, you know, it's uh, it, it's basically when fall arrives and everybody's there for preseason, it, it's an open slate. I mean, everybody yeah. has that same opportunity because you haven't had a chance to work with the guys returning and you really haven't seen too much of the kids coming in because their club and high school seasons have been affected so much. So um, it's actually a big part to the recruiting I'm doing this year and rebuilding my program is really letting everybody know that it's going to be a, a, a very even playing field right from the start. And, uh, you know, hopefully that's going to be enough to, to kick in those competitive juices and actually let them work out on their own. And if they do it, they do it. And if they don't, they're probably going to fall short when it, uh, the fall rolls around. So um, I think that's one of the main things I took away, though, is is you don't always know the answers, and it's okay to admit that. Absolutely. It, it's there. There's so many ways that we can all look at this, and we've all seen, um, you know, I, I think when all this went down, and Nick, I'm sure you can attest to this, like hearing all these things, you know, with your team being on spring break, that, you know, what Willie just said was we've got to sit here and go, okay, what can we do to keep those juices going? What can we do to keep this this thing that we've been building? You know, Nick, your team's coming off their first trip to the NCAA tournament. And obviously you're trying to plan to go back to that. So, you know, what what was kind of that first thought in your mind when you're thinking, okay, like what can we do to make sure we continue on getting to where we want to go through all this? Yeah, I mean, I think the thing for us is just make, like making them understand that everyone's going through something right now. I mean, there's, I mean, there's families that are losing loved ones right now. And so just, I think like putting in perspective for them and making sure that like, Hey, like we're all like, everyone's having a rough go right now. How can we use this as an opportunity, which like you kind of mentioned before to make ourselves better, to turn the best of a bad situation because nothing that, I mean, we were in an athletic meeting like a week ago and nothing prepares anyone for this. I mean, our athletic director has been around for 35 years and he's like, there's nothing that I've ever done that's anywhere close to this. And so I think for, for us and talking to the kids is just making sure that when we come back on, like 
helping them to realize that they got to empathize with everyone that's coming back and making sure that like, Hey, like I went through some things, you went through some things, let's talk about it and let's get all that stuff out there and maybe use it as an opportunity to talk about things and situations that you might not have had the chance to talk to about before because you weren't ever really concerned about something like this. And so again, I think that's number one thing for me when we get back is to hopefully use it as a good opportunity to be like, Hey, like, Maybe maybe there's some things that we got to get out in the open and talk about a little bit more. And this can be something like uh, that can drive us to be a, a better, more cohesive, stronger team. Absolutely. Absolutely. What's kind of been uh, let's do this as, as we wrap this up. I know that some people are, are heading out and obviously, you know, we got to take care of our families and whatnot. Um, if you could, if your team could hear you right now and there's a message that you want to deliver to them so that way whenever they come back or you know whenever you see them again in the summertime what is the message that you want to drive home to your players but at the same time you want to drive to other teams players and to other teams coaches i'll go first there you go kai so i always think (laughs) (laughs) hey oh hey clifton's there you tweeting Gary over there. Uh, who knows? Um, I I think it's always interesting in times like this. I I think of it the same way as if, if you're unfit and you go to somewhere that's really hot for a game, you're just going to look more unfit, you know. And you know, same thing with altitude or anything like that. I think right now it's just it's a bigger problem. It's still a problem. So if you have processes and procedures set in place, you, you just have to be heighten them. So we actually had this chat with, with our girls and, and my SWA asked me like, Oh, what are you going to do differently? I'm like, nothing. Like it's still the same priority order. Priority one is take care of your family. And that's our priority. If we see nothing going wrong, priority two is take care of your school. Priority 2A is take care of your soccer. Priority 3 is social. So that hasn't changed. <laughs> it, it, it hasn't changed at all, actually. You know, and so for them, it's still you take care of your family. And after you take care of your family, you have to take care of your school because our kids are still in school. And then, you, you know, some people are still blessed to be getting financial aid and scholarships. You take care of your soccer, you know, so... I, my message has been, it's the same. You're just going to maybe, if you have a bucket of 100, maybe you're putting 75 into family where before you put 60. But the other ones still need attention to be balanced. So for me, I think it's when there's a problem, there's a problem. <laughs> and if you have a procedure or a philosophy for your program in place, then that philosophy probably already is prepared to deal with problems in good times. And now you just might have to help them hone on which parts you're actually going to focus a little more on, but you still can't as you're dealing and taking care of your family and yourself, you cannot neglect your school right now and your soccer. If you're able to take care of it after your family, In in my humble opinion, you just preach my man step up to the pulpit and just give us the gospel kai my goodness gracious my goodness who wants to follow that gee christmas 
Clifton? What do you got? Yeah, yeah, I knew it was coming. I knew it was coming my way. Of course, <laughs> of course. So in, uh, waiting, waiting for, for my dude here. To, uh, I, I, brother, is, brother Clifton, will you step up to the pulpit? <laughs> I can't follow, you know. Uh, how are how is the the student supposed to follow a teacher? You know what I mean. It doesn't, it doesn't work that way. <laughs> but, uh, here's here here's my one thing that I always and it's it's an old it's a movie quote, and I, but I just love the the sentiment. It's this. It's like I tell people all the time, it will be all right in the end, and if it's not yet all right, it's not yet the end. And so all that to say this that we're dealing. World scenario where change is always evident. How we manage change then is is down to our mindset. And so, if people quit, then that is that's that's it over. And that's the only thing that we have left. It's like we just have to go to next day. It's not over. It's not. It's just like losing a game. It's just like like all of those adversities stack on each other. And this is just a, a larger adversity that hopefully sports have been preparing these kids for. So, like, that's the, like, preach thing that, we're, that we've been trying to do. Like, this is what we do for a living is prepare people to get through life. And so that's my biggest thing for them is, like, it's nothing different. You've been training for this your entire life. So, I, I mean, hopefully, they, you know, as my players come back, hopefully they're, they're as normalized as they can be. You know, we're managing and, and getting information, making sure, you know, hopefully nobody is is critically affected by this um, in, in our family. And, and, you know, we're we're praying for everybody else's as well. But, you know, that I think at the end of the day, that's that's like we've been preparing for this. So um, everybody, it'll be all right in the end. Brothers Clifton and brothers Kai. My goodness. I don't I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Anybody else want to want to try to step up and give your testimony? I I, I don't even want to talk anymore. <laughs> Who who's in the red sweater? That is Sister Emma. Emma, let's let's hear what you have to say. I I don't know you. I want to want to hear from someone new. I I talk to Clifton all the time. Um, <laughs> it's going to be yeah difficult, but uh, you know I think that you know. I mean, obviously we're family, right? <clears throat> and there's many different ways that you can describe a family. And like, I'd say that we as a soccer culture are family too. Um, but I was just trying to think, I'm like, is there a quote that I could just like make up on the spot that would be good for this scenario? And I made one up, but I don't know, maybe I didn't, maybe it's actually a thing, but I, I, I made uh, what you do in the unknown can shape how you'll do, do in the known. Um, so Get some. Like what they do now can shape how we'll do, you know, in the season when we have a schedule, we know what's going on. You know, or even in the summer when we know, okay, well, we all have summer workout packets for them and whatnot that we already have because that was something we anticipated. This wasn't. So, yeah, that's kind of my two cents on it. Brilliant. Sister Emma, you know what? If somebody was going to follow up, Brothers Kai and Brother Clifton. It was Sister Emma stepped up and said, "You got to rise up into the end." <laughs> I absolutely love it. Uh, let's see, um, Hector, Brandon, Bo, Kendall. Anything that you guys want to uh, you want to you want to go off of here? I'll say something. Just it may sound stupid. It may no trust resonate me. Resonate with I a lot of people. Off with the stupid talk. 
Um, and this is just something that came to my head, but like just in sports term, like the world just had an injury. Every one of our girls has had an injury. Every one of us has had an injury. And sometimes it's something that you have no idea how long it's going to take you to get back. And so you have to just go and do your therapy, take care of the things that you can do, um, do the things you can control. And, you know, when you're ready to get back, then, you know, you're, you did the things that you were supposed to do and uh, you'll be back as strong and as healthy as possible. But if you don't, then it's just going to get worse. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, Kendall, you've been kind of quiet, which is shocking. Uh, anything you want to add of, you know, some message that you could give to your players? I'm not going to. Oh, Kendall is shopping. Kendall is grocery shopping. <laughs> How many rolls of toilet paper do you have in that cart, Kendall? Uh, absolutely none because everybody has bought everything in this store. <laughs> <laughs> Hector says you're a legend. You're so dedicated. You're Skyping while you're at the grocery store. So, I had to. Yeah. Hey, you got uh, to. Yeah, don't. Uh, I've mainly just been listening, so I really, I don't really know what input I can put in. But kind of going off what my main man Gibbs said was, um, you know, it is like this is a tragedy injury because you know this has never happened in the history of you know so many years. So, Jesus Christ, there's not even water. How can we get water? (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry, but come on, look at this. Ready? Uh, Brandon, I pray, man. Brothers Clifton and Kai and Sister Emma, will you start praying for Brandon that that is his assistant that he has to deal with (laughs) on a daily basis? Well, then she better get the water. (laughs) (laughs) You got one job, Kendall. (laughs) This is real life. This is what Soccer Chat is totally all about. Um, Bo, Hector, uh, let's let's see. Morgan, Morgan, you're sitting up there. You haven't said a word. Morgan, are you there? Yeah. Morgan, are you there? Are you going to talk to us? No? Okay. Okay. Willie, anything that, you know, what would you, you know, a message you want to give to your team, message you want to give to other coaches, other teams uh, about the situation as, as we get out? Yeah, no, I think when, uh, when all the guys get back on campus, I think the first message we have to kind of deliver to them is that we're all going to be rusty. Um, you know, that mistakes are going to happen, that we have to expect that, that things are going to happen like that. And it's not going to be very fluid at the start of the season. Um, you know, we always deal with, you know, returners trying to help, you know, the, the incoming guys, you know, develop and prepare and everything else. But no one's going to be able to prepare for this because we've been out of soccer for probably about five months um, before we're actually hopefully going to get a chance to get back into it. So, um, everybody, you know, physically, mentally, you know, has to be ready that they're not going to be the perfect player. They're not going to be the same player they were just three, even three months ago. Um, and I think that's something that I'll be trying to deliver to my boys is that, you know, mistakes are going to happen. But how can we as a group together come through it, you know, and, and help each other more, whether it be, you know, more off the ball movement or maybe it's more communication or, you know, maybe we're dialing down the practices a little bit and making them, you know, a little bit easier so we can, uh, you know, see a lot more success at the start um, before we start kind of piling on the pressure a little bit. So, um, I, but I think that would be my message really at the start is just to say, hey, 
it's okay. We've not touched a ball for a long time. We haven't been competitive in a long time. Let's just enjoy the ride for the next couple of weeks, see where it takes us, and then work as hard as we can together to fix anything that needs fixed. Absolutely. Bo, anything you want to finish on? Something, message you want to give to your uh, your teams and, and other coaches? I just like Bo's picture where I can just stare at him, and he looks like he's staring deep into my soul. Uh, <laughs> Brandon, you got one? Or yeah, Madison? I, I, okay, go ahead, Brandon. I'll, I'll, let, I'll be quick so Madison can go as well. Um, just a, something that we talked about, Sean. Um, you took it from someone as well is that, uh, like, don't expect us to come back in right where we left off. Uh, and that was something I hadn't really thought about when we were talking. Um, like, I can they're not going to be anywhere. Yeah. You, you're not going to – they're not going to be anywhere where near where they were when they left um, whenever we get to come back. So just back to the basics. Be simple. Um, don't try and do too much. Uh, and just have fun with it. And and like I think Willie just said, just see where it goes. Absolutely. Madison. <laughs> hey, Hello. Madison. Hi. You've been hiding for an hour and 25 minutes. <laughs> I have good notes, so that's good. Um, okay. You know, one thing that you know, I've really been thinking of is uh, uh, the last – you know, two or three people have really said, uh, yes, there's that expectation of, of, of taking care of everything while you're gone, but everything's not going to be perfect when we come back. Um, but, but trying to find ways um, for our players to add something new to the table um, while they're gone. They have so, uh, so much time um, over the next, it'll probably be five months, you know, to, to, to develop you know, on the field, off the field. Um, so really trying to encourage them um, to to branch out, uh, to bring something that's a little bit different than what they did the past season, I think is going to be crucial for our group. Absolutely. It's, uh, it's just been um... – Man, it's been trying, and we're all kind of going through all this together, and we're learning from each other, seeing how people are handing things. You know, Nick, what's your message to your team? What's your message to other coaches and other players? Yeah, I mean, again, I think for me is just – I think one of the cool things that's coming out of this is I think that there can be even a bigger bond between coaches and players of opposing teams. And I think that that's a cool message that we can send – all of our players is listen, we're all going through this. Not only like you can have your sports teams in your own school, but you also have sports teams that are going through the same thing all over the country. And so just use it as a moment to really bond, not only us as a soccer community, but the human race in general, we're all fighting something right now. That's trying to like it. it, it there's no bias to what the disease is. It's coming at, it's coming after anyone that will get it. And so I think understanding that we're all, we're all going to be coming at this together and, really put a united front is probably the best message I can give to our players is uh, let's be united in this. We go from brothers, Kai and Clifton to sister Emma. And now we have presidential candidate, Nicholas Rizzo stepping (laughs) up to the podium. Um, You know, I I think the the thing that I kind of want to leave everybody with um, unless coach P or or Hector has something that they want to, or Bo, if he's still there, want to want to get on. Um, you know, the message that I want to to get across to everybody 
is um, there's strength in numbers. There's there's strength in numbers. The more we work together, um, you know, the more we're going to be able to come out of this on top. It's the same thing on the soccer field, same thing in life. Um, you know, we've got to work together. We've got to know what our roles are and we've got to make sure we're doing those roles to the best that we can. Um, and when it's all said and done, we're going to come back to the game that we all love, uh, the game that we love being around and we're going to be back to normal sooner rather than later. Uh, let's go Hector first. And then Bo, we're going to let you be the main event and send us out of here. All right. Thanks, Sean. Uh, I think one of the things I would recommend to, uh, to coaches is, uh, being a being a military guy myself is and thank because you for this that. Is so yes, sir. Thank you. Appreciate the support. Thank you very much. Um, one of the things that I would uh, that I would recommend to coaches is because this is so unprecedented. Um, you know, there is no there is no contingency plan for this. Is keep a keep a day a daily diary, kind of a running, you know, running blog or something, uh, kind of notes on as as things come up in this because it's so unprecedented um kind of get a feel for hey what you know this is something dot jot some notes down some things some lessons learned this can be for uh god willing when the time comes when when we're through this uh for an after action report that you can share with your coaching staff and it's something you can take with you uh in the future hoping that we never quite face something like this again but it's going to always in some way shape or form there's going to be daily weekly lessons that we can take with us from this ordeal that's going to help us in the future absolutely absolutely and the main event the one who's going to send us out of this this uh oh ready to just light this world on fire um you know bo farrell oh boy send us out oh boy i'm i'm gonna sorely disappoint but um I, I'm stating the obvious here, but um, as much as we say to all of our players, hey, use this time to your advantage, you know, work on a few things you wouldn't have the, the opportunity to otherwise work on, show up whenever we can show up, you know, uh, as ready to go and, and the best version of yourself as you can be. I couldn't think of a better piece of advice for myself as a coach and to my fellow coaching brothers and sisters. You know, I personally for me, I've had the unique opportunity now and I'll continue to have that opportunity for as long as things are like this to connect with my kids and my wife more than, than I normally get to during this, you know, thick of the, thick of the spring season that I can already tell is going to make me, it's going to enrich me. It's going to, you know, fill my soul, so to speak. And that's going to make me a better version of myself. We're back on the field and, and doing what we love. So whatever it is that, that you need to make yourself the best version of, you know, you that you can be use this time coaches to your advantage to um, work out more, read more, whatever, you know, just, just make sure that when your players are back and you're saying all the right things for them. And if they're doing the right things, we need to be doing the right things too, so that we're as ready to go in the best version of ourselves that we can be for our players, hopefully sooner rather than later. That's all. Man, you sat there and just lowered the standard and then came through and blew the doors off this place. <laughs> Don't ever lie to us like that again, Bo. Well, you know, at one point we had, um, I think it was like 27, 28, 29 people on. That was about 22 more than what I was expecting. 
Um, but man, this was so awesome. Uh, if y'all don't mind, we, we got the, uh, we've been putting the tweets out of the pictures and everything. If you don't mind to, uh, to quote tweet that and something that you learned from this, uh, and then also make sure to include the hashtag. Got to put the plug in there. Clifton knows what it is. Um, you know, I, I want to thank you all for taking time out of your, um, your days, uh, your dinner times with your families, uh, to spend time with our soccer chat family. Uh, and I, this is something that I love doing. Uh, I'd like to do more of this. Uh, I know Emma already reached out. I was like, Hey, can we do one of these with just college coaches? I'd love to do that. I'd love to do one with just club coaches, uh, during this time period that we're going through. So if this is something that you would like to do with, uh, friends of yours, just let me know. Uh, and, and we'll keep these things going. Cause I, I think this is great for us. I got a lot of stuff from this and i think that when everybody's going back and they're listening to this uh they're going to be picking up some ideas as well so they're going to probably ask madison for her notes uh since she sat back for an hour and 30 minutes and, and said maybe it's a uh, two minutes worth of stuff but to everyone who's on here to everyone who was on here thank you all so much keep fighting the good fight our good brothers and sisters every single one of you are good brothers and uh, Madison and Emma, you are into the Good Sisters group. It is because of you all why the soccer coaching community is what it is. It is why it is the best coaching community online of any sport, hands down. And we are showing that right now in what we're doing. Thank you all so much for coming to be a part of this with us. Uh, and just let's go out. Let's kick ass and let's keep doing what we're doing. All right, everybody. Sounds good, Sean. Thank you all so much. See you guys.